Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. From their awkward middle school years to founding Betches and beyond, get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Aileen Drexler. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Sammy Sage. And we're the founders of Betches Media. This is the ninth episode of the season of the At Betches podcast. Last week, we talked all about traveling, which happens to be one of our favorite things. So this week, we're going to take it in a little bit of a different direction. And we're going to talk about some of the biggest pop culture and media and technology changes that have really made our lives what they are today. You know, it's hard. It's hard to imagine the fact that when we started Batches in college, it was like Twitter and Facebook and like mostly just Facebook that were like a thing. And Facebook, I mean, I think we've talked about this really helped us like really get off the ground which is so funny given the fact that like no one really uses it anymore. But do you remember, I feel like we should talk about Facebook albums and like yeah. the role they played in our college experience. Yeah. We didn't even have iPhones. We all had Blackberries too. Like, like iPhones were like very rare. Like we, we knew we had one friend who had an iPhone and then you got one. Sammy. I mean, like, remember I got an iPhone and everyone was like, no, you can't. No. <laughs> not happening. It's not happening, yeah. but I was just two years ahead. Let's well, you were like you you having an iPhone was like the green text of now because everyone was on Blackberry and, and no one wanted to text. They wanted a BBM. So it was like, right, I was weird. like, why can't you all text me? It's all very nice on my end. And they were text green texts. Well, so remember, BBM, yeah. I remember the biggest transition from getting off of Blackberries to iPhones was there was no like read receipts, like like leaving <laughs> someone on on red was like a like a much bigger thing because blackberries that was like an you couldn't like opt out of that like every you could see if the person read your message and remember ping so yeah. you, you ping oh someone God, to make yeah. it vibrate again um but that i actually feel like that might have changed the texting game a little bit you could like e- you could much easily like ignore someone or you someone. had to do that that little trick where you were like you got the message to pop up without reading it in order and, to like not and you read copied it. It. copy it from you the bottom copy it yeah and then you pasted it in like something else to someone else to see yeah. like what that person said without reading the message totally i mean honestly the fact that like instagram can't doesn't let you turn off red receipts on DMs is one of the rudest things ever. And it actually causes me to never read my DMs. So if you're listening and you've DM me, the reason I You ignore, read all my DMs, Sammy. Do you really? You yeah, read because, all of my oh, DMs. Oh, I read I okay, I read if I would text someone, I will read your DM because I don't okay. like feel as weird if I forget to answer because it's not like I know you like I I know you're not going to like be offended and be like she saw it and didn't and didn't answer. I wouldn't even notice. I like forget that I. Right. So (laughs) I I'll be honest like it caught I don't read most of my DMs because I'm anxious about what it will say if I forget to answer immediately then the person will think I'm ignoring them. So 
Yeah, that is, uh, I answer probably like 10% of my DMs because of the red receipts. But do you remember I, what I found, what I remember from like having a Blackberry or like not having a Blackberry anymore was like, this was the start of being addicted to your phone was when your Blackberry wasn't around. You saw the ping of that red light oh my in God, places yeah. where your phone wasn't. Like, I remember when I had, you know, you would drive and you'd put yes. your Blackberry like on the, where the cup holder is. And then somebody texting you, you see the red light, but then like when we switched to iPhone or if you didn't have your phone, it was in a bag, I would still see that light places. And it's just, I think that was like the early signs of addiction to our phones. Totally. Yeah. But our phones couldn't <laughs> even fucking do anything when they were Blackberries. All they, all they could really do was like you had like, I guess you had Internet that would take like 10 minutes to load. But the um, BBM was I- I critical. And Brick like, Breaker. That's, yeah. yeah. Brick Breaker. Oh, BBM shit. was like constant. I feel like it was just. Do you remember, it was like a thing. Like, how many BBM contacts do you have? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> we had like one friend who had like Pin the me. most. Pin, here's my pin. And oh my god. And then if you lost your BlackBerry and you got a new one, you would post on Facebook like your new pin. Yeah. Right, people right. <laughs> Oh my god. So embarrassing. Um, <laughs> embarrassing, but new everyone pin. did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so embarrassing. Like you post your phone pin on Facebook. Like what a different world. We in like fun fact for the fans. Um, we had a we didn't we weren't big tweeters, <laughs> but we did have a like manual Twitter wall on our wall in college. Like people would cut like it was a piece of paper with a marker and people would come and like tweet things you write on like, you hand write the tweets and write the tweets and it would be like inside jokes of the night or like it was kind of like our burn book yeah it was Fun. really it was actually that was actually so fun and we had like random rankings remember and then we did like we had posters on there we had like a curb poster and then we also had like this poster that we made of the three of us um it was the twilight cover <laughs> And we we cut out pictures of our faces and put ourselves on each one. Jordana, you were I was Jacob. You were Jacob. Sammy, were you um I was Bella. You were Bella. Bella. <laughs> of course you was. I have the uh, I actually have that picture. You know what? I kind of now that we're talking about all the like weird shit we did in that apartment, it kind of seems like our version of the TikTok hype house. <laughs> yeah. yeah right <laughs> like without working out we didn't work out instead we just like smoked a lot of weed <laughs> but i guess and they do that too Fro-yo. ordering froyo watching and had empire had, like, and having so much dinner thrown in <laughs> <laughs> the shabbat dinners were parties also that's how our parties like started that was the pregame semester. shabbat pregame yeah what was crazy was that the tur- the turnout that the Shabbat dinners generated. Like, I, can you imagine really- the people in Hype House like making Kogel by hand? <laughs> right, we did. Just what I did. Right, we literally. Yeah, I mean, the fa- it's like, I feel like we that was so the beginning messy. of the year. Towards that was the, the end first of the year, half. we got yeah. a little bit. We got we got a little sloppier. In our, we were in our so messy, <laughs> but at the same time, we were like handcrafting like gourmet dishes for thirty people. <laughs> That was this like the so first fun. two weeks of the year. <laughs> no, I feel like we did it like a few first semester. Like I remember we did Hanukkah. Yeah, first semester we did it. And then we nixed the dinners and just went straight to parties. And that's yeah. when shit went crazy in our apartment. Yeah. And then and then like the the in the mornings we would just like clean like complete maniacs, like playing like um like time, the remix to like um mm-hmm. Andre Bocelli. 
Botticelli. And Elton John. Were we doing that much cleaning? Candle in the wind. Yeah, I mean, we, we cleaned. We there, had to clean. I mean, it definitely was really gross and it got cleaned somehow and we Do didn't have a cleaning lady. the threshold theory? Yes. <laughs> yeah, which became just the threshold theory. Yeah, just yes. the threshold theory. Which is the least mature way to go about life, but um, it's... <laughs> it's the person... What is it? The person who who has the, the, the lowest threshold for anything. Yeah. So cleaning or a dirty for apartment is the yeah. one who needs who to, has to deal with it. Yeah. It's basically the person who cares more about anything is the one who has to deal with it's it. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. No respect for each other. <laughs> no respect, but also like no respect for ourselves because it's like, okay, I will I will be as gross as I possibly can be. So I just don't or as well, the case whatever. Well, to be slightly less gross is to have a threshold of slightly less than the, than the next person so that they will clean for you or do anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I would like suck up my threshold. Like I would just be like, mm, I'm just not going to give a shit today when I really wasn't feeling like, wasn't feeling like cleaning. My threshold can get really low about absolutely everything. So the threshold <laughs> yeah. also worked for like who wanted Froyo the most. Yeah. Like the person who wanted it went to the store, but the other per- the person who got to stay home had to pay for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Sammy, you were always the one who was like, here's Paying my credit card. <laughs> Jason's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, my threshold was real low. It still could be, but uh, I feel like I've gained like a little bit more self-respect. So, <laughs> just anyway, a little. at the time though, again, we only had Facebook, we only had Twitter. Really, we Instagram started technically, but no one was using it because it came out in 2010. But we didn't start using it for a few years. We had our account. Like we talked about this right on a previous episode. Yeah. We had our account in 2011 yeah. and then didn't use it really. Right. It's interesting how Instagram was used in the beginning. Like I think we had kind of talked about this where like it was actually you put something up from the activity you were doing while you were there. Like it was Insta. actually instant. <laughs> yeah, it was actually like the way it was meant to be or created to be used, I think, was to do in the moment photos. Right. Did we always have Google Maps? No. You had to have MapQuest and you would print out directions. You could if you went on the internet, but like it was not like a reliable thing. I can't believe we used to like have to print out like MapQuest. Like in directions and then just like leave the house. Maybe not in college, but... Well, in Earlier. college, I feel like you had a lot of people. You, they had navigation systems, yeah, in their thing. yeah, or like they had the the portable, one, the like attachable one. Yes, yes, that yes. You could it was add on. Narvar yes. or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like people were printing out directions in college. No. Maybe more like in high school. Earlier, earlier, yeah, but earlier. we did do that. I remember going for a college visit and like printing out directions. I remember not even having printed things and like using a fucking map, like. Like a Magellan, like my dad's like, we're lost. Can you get, can you turn to page like Q5 to find out what like <laughs> quadrant of the world we're in? Oh and I would God. have to like navigate us through the streets of like fucking Long Island <laughs> or Jersey or wherever we were. Do you know what else was like a game changer? It's kind of weird because it makes me feel like, me feel like we're really old because like I mean, we started yeah. off, we started off with flip phones where you could like text someone. It would take you like five minutes to send the text, but you could text someone. And then we got like, 
like maybe there was like a sidekick thrown in there, but like essentially then it was blackberries. But I think the real game changer was like, I remember our senior year, they added a functionality to blackberry where you could create a group chat. Do you remember our yes. college friends? We had a, we had a group yes. chat. I think it was called let's drink now. Yeah, it was. It was, it was group me. It was, it was group me. And I think that was how the blackberry people could use it. Probably started by like, you the iphone person maybe like amanda <laughs> had one too um no right after college like me and amanda got iphones immediately i remember that but do you remember the, the group yeah. chat i feel like also changed a lot of things like friendship wise and in life right so yeah. I used to text sem- someone individually well, we used to have facebook groups <laughs> instead to talk to each other <laughs> or like facebook messenger groups yeah I don't remember that. Is that how we communicated? I don't remember. Like, how that. did we like? How did we like organize besides like Facebook events? How did we like organize our email? You invite people. No, no, no. We you would invite an individual person and be like, bring your friends. Right. Like, Interesting. Like you'd Interesting. invite one person and they would invite their inner circle or whatever. Isn't it weird how like our whole lives were on Facebook though? Yeah, for like a solid time, a solid amount of time. Yeah, Mupplers. For like all of college. That was like the thing. Yeah, yep. it's very crazy. Remember so, remember um like the games that Facebook started like with the farmhouses? Yeah, my mom used to play my mom used to play that shit like for hours and hours. Farmhouses. <laughs> Farmville. Farmville. Oh, yeah. And then like like weird like adults on Facebook which was a rarity at the time would like invite you like to buy some cows i don't really yes. i never partook but yeah. Andy crush <laughs> i can't but then games Jordana, you were obsessed with games not on facebook i wasn't really playing no. the facebook game i was playing words with friends once i got like um that was like a flirting thing like i would i would it's like when a guy that you liked asked oh, yeah. you to do a words with friends and then you would have to like play them and then they could tell if you're dumb or not, or you could tell if they're dumb or not. <laughs> it was like the, totally. fir- the the way to do it. But I, I loved Words with Friends, but I was also very competitive with you. <laughs> I think I was like playing Words with Friends with Mike in the beginning, or maybe it was a different game. But you would. I think I would. You would. I feel yeah. like you'd still be playing Snake if you could. I really would um, be. Yeah. I fucking Tetris. love Snake. Yeah, Jordana, you're a Tetris I, monster. Oh, I, I still play Tetris on the Nintendo Switch. Until I realized that, like, people can tell how many hours I've been on there. Like, Rusty. Yeah, like um, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rusty can't judge. He plays enough video games. But he was like, he's like, so Jordana is really into Tetris. It's so interesting. Uh, it's the oh only game God. she plays for hours. <laughs> I was like, ad- I'm addicted. To- I mean, it's very addictive. My th- my thumbs start to hurt. <laughs> it's oh, a purple tunnel from Tetris. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's not from texting. It's from hours of collecting blocks. (laughs) Oh my God. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years, and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Okay, so we already talked about Tinder and dating apps, but what about like Venmo? I feel like Venmo is secretly one of the most game-changing apps out there because like think how annoying it was when we had to pay each other back and like tag and then it, I think Venmo Ash. sort of like gets rid of like almost like the awkwardness of like this person didn't pay me back right. or like that kind of thing because it used to be like oh this person never has cash or whatever now or it's wasn't just as like exact you could now get like cents from someone like right, five, right. like you know what I mean like twenty dollars and 15 cents like before it was kind of like i'll get you next time right like, i'll get you next time you got me this right which led to like people like an innate it basically like enabled cheapness and like for like uh you, yeah, you know it, like it, nickel it and diming of, yeah like it enabled that but it also enabled like people like it, it kind of made people who were like the payers and the not payers and now it's like if you have venmo and you're like not getting people back like pretty quickly then like the, there's like They're a just huge constantly red flag nudging there. you. <laughs> People nudge you? If I forget, I don't like use. I don't. I let's say I Jordana. I like hate Venmo. Like I use QuickPay. Alien doesn't like Venmo. Why I, do you I hate don't Venmo? Under- it's the, it's so much easier than QuickPay. It's just like um, I don't know. I just don't like it. I just don't care for it. I'm a, I'm a QuickPay kind of gal. I think she's pri- I think she's private. I'm private. I know. I'm saying. I think she's like. I think she has a fear of like the Venmo privacy. No, no. Policy. My Venmos are private. All my Venmos, Venmos are private. Then, but then, why wouldn't you use it? It's so easy. It's much easier than QuickPay. QuickPay has like steps. Here's why. Because I I've never gone through the steps of like authenticating my bank account where they like deposit the two two cents or whatever. Because it's three days later, and I'm like, I can't fuck you. You've deal never with this. done it. No, I just use my debit card. <laughs> What's the difference though? Why not just use the debit card? Because it's so annoying, and then you have to like deposit your bank account, and it takes oh, three days. When okay. Quick Pay is like so fast. Wait, you have to deposit into your bank account? No. I'm so confused. Aileen, this what is like the situation where you taught me how to how to hide my notifications like four years after like <laughs> have I, I been could using have Venmo it. wrong? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is so I'm easy. Confused. You should just sign up for Venmo. Like I normally. use it to pay like tip on my for my um my hair people all the time. That's the that's the best part. How do you yeah, get I involved in Splitwise if you're not on Venmo? You don't need to. You just go on Splitwise. It tells you how much you owe, and then I quick pay them. <laughs> yeah, Splitwise doesn't doesn't like demand Venmo. It just like it just calculates. It just makes it easier to pay via Splitwise. That's really. I mean, funny. I like Venmo. It's like it's definitely a game changer. Like we were saying, in terms of like not having to like fucking pay people cash because that was annoying. But yeah, I just I'm I'm a chase kind of gal. What can I say? I heard a story recently of someone who um they someone like on the street or someone was like, oh, can I borrow your phone? Like I oh know yeah, phone. and then I heard this asked to borrow your phone and then they like venmo themselves like three thousand like, dollars okay here's the thing that person's an idiot no offense don't give your phone to anybody yeah, never or you say sometimes you see like a needy woman on the street on the street you've never if it's asked a needy a- old woman you say who can i call for you have you ever asked someone to borrow their phone no in your life one time in the like past past like if i got lost or like my phone died but 
I would assume they would be like, who can I call for you? Like you always, you never give anybody your phone, nuts. Your whole world's in your phone. Also, you can put a passcode on Venmo, which I did. Oh, I'm oh that's do that. a good idea. Also, um, but here's the thing that doesn't stop them from just like grabbing your phone and taking it. I feel like I've, I would lend my phone to someone if they look like they like I would were, not. No. I would literally never give anybody my phone. It has like your wallet. It has everything. My like notes about myself are in my phone. Like, like things that I want to talk about in therapy are in my phone, which may what or may not the, be. What is the burglar going to do with those? <laughs> Post them on Facebook. <laughs> oh my God. Aileen, do you remember we were in Colombia once and um, we, were on a, we were on a boat and you gave the the like, you gave the it, what, there was a the guy who <laughs> yeah, worked on the yeah. boat like your phone who like asked him to take pictures of you and he took he took pictures of us and then he automatically put he just took every single picture he took he automatically like uploaded onto her Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my gosh! Which is like, did. I mean, if we weren't so vain, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as big of a nightmare as I'm making it out to be. But like, can you imagine just unedited, <laughs> un um. <laughs> unfiltered photos so funny because like also you can't like remove facebook photos like i don't know facebook makes it so hard because everyone sees it but yeah this guy he was you can remove them it's just they always have it was just everybody sees it but like yeah he was we were on we did this like boat excursion thing and the guy who was operating it like took a group photo for all of us (laughs) he took first of all he added himself on whatsapp then he took (laughs) then he took the pics of us and then immediately just upload 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 and i'm looking at we're just hysterically laughing because who does that well that's actually a good point when we're talking about you never lend someone your phone if you give someone your phone take a picture of you they could just as easily do all the shit we just talked about right i don't really do that for anybody on that boat what was that guy gonna do i would know is that that why you have a selfie stick (laughs) <laughs> yeah i haven't used a selfie stick in i yet. ask people to take pictures of me all the time do we not i feel like that's very common mm, not you anymore give someone your phone i mean because we're not doing it we haven't done anything in the I, past I year do but that. Like, i do that and i just give it to like a girl who looks trustworthy a girl <laughs> i would never yeah definitely don't give it to a guy well, just because he would take the also, bad picture. If, also, too. if I see a girl, if I see like a girl taking fo- the the person I'm going to give my phone to is a fellow woman who's also taking photos of herself because it's like, do you know where her mind's at? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I guess. Like, if you I see really, someone taking a picture ask. and you're like, can I take a picture of you? Will you take a picture of me? They're like not going to steal your it's phone. The probably it's the honor code. It's the yeah, the photographer. Scratch my back, you'll scratch. I'll scratch yeah, yours. I'll scratch yeah. your Insta. <laughs> yeah. What about the fact that when we were in college and like for much of right after, like the main TV you would watch would be cable TV, and the only like on demand really element that you had was DVR, Is which it also like linear, required like TV like on a schedule. Yeah, like or you could DVR it, but. There were, was Netflix like, was not like that good. big until like five or five or six years ago. There's a good documentary. I think Rusty was watching. I overheard it in the other room. He was watching a blockbuster documentary and it was on Netflix talking about how Netflix took over blockbuster. <laughs> it was basically a huge brag, but um, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was really interesting. And or from what I heard from the other room. <laughs> Aileen, I feel like I know we moved on from Facebook, but I feel like you should tell the story of how you uploaded that status. 
on the road trip. Did I never tell? I'm sure, I think I've told this story. You really want me to I tell it? I don't think you have on this yeah, on a um, podcast in, in publicly. Not publicly. Yo, fine. Okay. <laughs> I had a really big crush on a on a boy in college. Obviously, all my stories start that way. And um <laughs> and we went on a group trip to Canada. We drove. It was like seven girls, six girls in a car, and we were leaving Canada. And we were like at the border. There was like so much traffic. There's still eight hours left to drive. I was such you guys. You, I've talked about him, so I don't know why I decided to look up his Facebook and show you guys because I was a total nut job. You probably but want to I, see it for yourself. I think Facebook still. It's more just like Facebook stalking was a thing. You fucking refresh, refresh. Facebook yeah, stalking. Yeah, I was checking. Yeah. No, 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 I was showing. I wanted to show like the two people sitting next to me, our friends sitting next to me, like what he's been up to, probably. So <laughs> I put his name in the thing to search for it. But on BlackBerry, like Facebook was really hard to use. It's like not it wasn't like you user friendly. Um, And I pressed enter. (laughs) And then I realized I like put his full name as my like status. (laughs) So it said like Aileen is name, name, like full name first and last. (laughs) So there's no there was no hiding in who I was talking about. He was my Facebook friend, too. So he like could see it. And um, I immediately took my phone. I was in the back seat, screamed, and I chucked it forward. <laughs> like that was my normal reaction. Um, so I and and whoever was driving was like, "What? What? What the fuck happened?" And so everyone was laughing. I take the phone back and I delete. I think I delete. And I get home eight hours later, and I look at my computer. <laughs> it's still the status for eight hours. That was my status. We so ne- he I never saw it. Right? He saw it for sure. We never talked about it. I hooked up with him afterwards. Like it was fine. <laughs> like, well, I probably knew you were down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like years later, we hooked up. But it was, but it was, yeah, it was just like probably the most traumatic, like crush times technology of my whole life. But um, also I always a great enjoy story. That story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a crush on him for a long time. I hope he's not listening. Um, anyway. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. <laughs> maybe i was the one who got Does away he follow you on insta i don't know actually wow you don't even know i'm married samantha that's how you, that's yeah how you but you were really, always married really over it. that's how you're yeah. really over it yeah <laughs> no yeah i don't know i should check okay let's talk about netflix again because clearly netflix was a was a big change like i remember getting the dvds to my house do you guys yep. oh yeah that was i missed blockbuster though they should make a blockbuster like just for novelty. Although like what would they sell? Because like everything is on streaming now. We should talk about like what are QR the codes. shows that got you to actually subscribe to these streaming services? Like I rem- I was not I never got movies from Netflix. Uh I don't Physically. remember what made me subscribe it to was, Netflix. It was Orange is the New Black. I feel really? like I remember people were talking about that show a lot and it was on Netflix. Kind of like with Hulu Handmaid's Tale I think was like the the mm. show that was like, oh, you got to get Hulu because it actually has like something good. To One watch. that was their first good yeah. show. Yeah. Quality show. Um, you're, you know, I have no memory of what got me on Netflix was what came first, House of Cards or Orange is the New Black? I didn't watch House of Cards. So. Oh, I think. Oh, House of Cards. That's what I watched first on Netflix. I think actually. that's the one that I watched first. Jordan, you've never watched House of Cards. I started it. I couldn't get into it. Here's what I remember. I remember like for 
months like watching the Malaysian plane coverage on CNN and then I switched to House of Cards and that was like the beginning of going to Netflix for me. <laughs> and then I watched well, what um, an interesting and then transition. I remember watching then I remember watching Sopranos on HBO Go. That was like all in the same time for me. It was my first full watch of The Sopranos there was as an adult. HBO on demand. Yeah, but yeah, it was right. but then it but it wasn't like the same as when they moved it on to the app. And then you could watch any show, even if they weren't still on. Right. Hmm. Yeah. HBO, I think, had the best, and I would still argue, has one of the best streaming platforms. Um, It's just... I I agree. I think they confused people by having so many streaming platforms for HBO, but now it seems to, like, really have its shit together. What about Spotify? Or Pandora? (laughs) Spotify actually started right after we graduated college because I remember using... Um, I remember like getting an invitation um, from somebody who I was hooking up with at the time, who was very <laughs> like a college person. Do you need to be invited? I Spotify? think so. You did it like early on. I think you had to be invited, or like I had like found out that like I should download Spotify or I something. I don't remember <laughs> that. I re- the phases of music were downloading i mean we were probably like napster was on its way out then we went into limewire we downloaded everything from limewire then uh, and we yeah then it then apple got really pissed off all the musicians got really pissed off i guess rightfully so and then everyone started to like normalize buying music a dollar per song if you wanted to buy it Dial, yeah, exactly. And then, and then I like stopped buying music, and I would only but listen was to yours. music from high school. I feel like your choices were like you pay a dollar for the song on iTunes, or you put on Pandora and like, kind of like hope it came up and there was commercials. Yes, there there was Pandora, right? And then I guess Spotify came out. But really, you know what? You know what? It was a big monumental moment for me in 2011. Obviously, besides Betches. <laughs> what? <laughs> 2011 Grammys was when I discovered Mumford and Sons. I think that's Ugh. when they they became discovered in general. They were on stage with a group playing behind Bob Dylan and that's when they became like sort of mainstream and my love for Mumford started that same year. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I remember being like, who is this amazing folk band out of all these other folk bands? And this kid that we were friends with from TEP was like, oh, you don't know them? He's like so pretentious. And <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. And here we are today. I danced to them at my wedding. So full circle, basically. Full circle. For you. You guys yeah. remember that? That was also the Grammys, I think, that Anne Hathaway hosted. Or that was, was that the Oscars. Oscars. That was the Oscars. I don't remember any award show. They all blur together to me. Award shows were so much better back then. They were. They were a big deal. They were fun. Ugh. You know. Those were the times. But then we would recap them. And then, Sam, you remember when you and I would be like, I can't wait till we don't have to recap them anymore. Like, that would be like somebody who can do it for us. And now we don't even like there's there's I mean, I guess right. Like, makes sense. Nobody watches the last Oscars was the least watched show yeah, it was very bad ratings. Um, also, it was a like a remote Oscars in the pandemic when movie theaters were closed all year. And yeah, I mean, this is not the best year for for movies culture generally, other than Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> it's a good year for that. <laughs> well, anyway, do you? Everybody has Spotify though, right? Like you guys have Spotify. Do you have iTunes Music? Yeah. Uh, I no. don't. 
I have no. like a show. I have like shows that I bought like ten years ago, still on yes. my yeah. iTunes, like episodes yeah, of and movies. Yeah, well, that's good because I sometimes will watch those. I watch them on the plane. I download them at like Pride and Prejudice or Zero Dark Thirty. Those are my two favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so random. <laughs> those are my two favorite movies to watch on planes. <laughs> or Gone Girl. Or You've Got Mail. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so you have a lot of favorites. Those are my go- well, you have to switch it up. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase that's b-e-i-s travel.com slash betches listen we all know that scratchy pjs can make a cranky kid i want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning and that's why i snuggle them up in little sleepies little sleepies makes award-winning bamboo pjs that moms rave about I am said mom. I am obsessed with little sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition. So everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Now it's time for the Dear Betches listener email of the week. We're going to read another listener email as we do. And it's great because this one's all about like pop culture and friends, which is clearly what we just talked about. If you guys want to submit your questions, go to or email podcast at betches.com. Sammy, reader of the year, read this one. Dear Betches, I was having a debate recently with a group of friends after consuming a few bottles of white wine together about the world's fascination with the royal family. I was making the argument that everyone's obsession with Meghan Markle is toxic and the way people talk about the whole royal family is just gross and over the top. I would think that by now people would lose interest in royals, especially since it feels so un-American to revere people who were born into privilege. 
Also, I said it was my least favorite thing about British culture. And trust me when I say I love British stuff. Downton Abbey and Harry Potter are two of my all-time faves. Real Anglophile here. (laughs) Then my friend turned it around and made the argument that Americans are just as obsessed with royalty as the British. We just do it differently. She claimed that families like the Kardashians and Kennedys are just like the royal family. They just don't stretch back as far. She argued that the same goes for Bravo housewives and rich influencers. She also said that the way British people follow royalty is healthier than how we do it. I couldn't disagree more. I think there's a huge difference between how we treat famous families in America and worshiping royalty just because they were born. By the end of the afternoon, our group was split down the middle on the issue. So I thought I'd write into my favorite podcasters to settle the debate. What do you think? Do we treat the Kardashians and other famous families like royalty? Is the whole obsession as toxic as I think it is? Or is my friend right and I just need to lighten up? Thanks. Sincerely, not a queen drama drama queen. I definitely think she needs to lighten up because this is not worth like stressing over. <laughs> but, right. but besides Separate that, question. yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, I think it's similar. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, royal family is more we're interesting. All humans. The worshipers are all humans. It's just like, what cult, what does your culture encourage you to worship? Like I, I, I don't think there I think there is a difference in how we view them, but that's a reflection of the American versus the British culture rather than like, oh, we do it better or they do it better. Like it's just truly just a characteristic of Americans and Brits. And there's also a difference between there is a difference in that, like the press is different in the UK and the and the US, at least nowadays back like and I don't know when we watched the Britney documentary, like back then, like press was probably just as bad to to um like all the celebrities at that time to young girls i thought that was pretty i don't like the word toxic but like i'll just say it toxic (laughs) britney spears toxic using the word toxic is so much better than like 2021 use of the word toxic just want to say but um yeah i feel like it's the same right seems the same to me the only difference to me seems like she's like because she thinks that we're not as bad because it's not about like being born into privilege but like what is the kardashians like there we talk about them because what well i think she's probably implying that because it goes back to like divine right which is like even more like bullshit but i think that that's just because of like the circumstances like i don't think that like their basis is any worse or better in reality it's just like they have a royal family and we don't I find that the royal family, like the history, the fact that there's history mm-hmm. is it's much like more money. interesting than than celebrities now. But if you think about it, like celebrity the obsession with the Kardashians, because they're reality stars, like they show so much of their life on purpose. Whereas like before celebrities, like there was no social media. So like that there was like a big boundary between like people and 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 the celebrities and a lot of the celebrities, I guess, were known for their talent, but not everyone like Paris Hilton, like people were obsessed with Paris Hilton. It was kind of it's kind of similar. I don't think it's any better or any worse in either country. I think the UK tabloids are notoriously worse, but the people worshiping them aren't any different. Also, side note, 2011, big year. That was the year of the royal, the royal wedding with Kate. Loved and we watched that. that in your room, Sammy, remember? Yeah. Why did we watch it in my room instead of like not the living room? You had a TV in your room? Yeah. Because Jordana yeah, was my sleeping. very tidy room. <laughs> you- I definitely was sleeping <laughs> for that. You, you were. <laughs> um, but no, I feel like it's 
Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just that we have this and they have that. And like, I don't know. I don't think it's really any better. Like the, the idea of humans worshiping strangers is kind of same right everywhere. It's like a human nature thing, not like a cultural better or worse thing. And it's not like everyone worships them in the UK the same way. You know, there's like they have a lot of haters. Yeah, people want to abolish the monarchy completely. As, as we saw from the Meghan Markle Harry interview, there is like a tight relationship between the press and the royal family. Like they host them. It's the same way like the celebrities call the paparazzi. It's like so similar. Like they rely on each other. It's symbiotic. So yeah, I don't I wouldn't say I would definitely lighten the fuck up and <laughs> it's not a big deal. And just unfollow them. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Meghan Markle, did you see that she is coming out with a book, a children's yes, book, a children's and she signs book. it, no. Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex? Like, uh, it's, that's, that's weird. That's, that's her, her name. name. It says, by Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. I thought she dropped her title. Why not just go by Meghan Markle? I think that that's like technically still her name. Of Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, but what, what? But I thought she has to drop the title. I thought they agreed to that. No, they dropped, well, I think, the Royal Highness for the sun. But I don't understand, like, not to get into a debate about Meghan Markle, but, like, if she's not into the crown at all, like, why not just go by your stage name of Meghan Markle? I agree. I, I think it's kind of interesting that she she signed it, the Duchess of Sussex. Is that supposed to be, like, a, a relatable children's... <laughs> <laughs> like a way to relate to children I honestly don't know but I do know That like anytime I feel like I say Anything about how they use titles Someone then will be like well the reason is They because of this this and this So I think there's a lot more that goes on With the decision to use and not use Certain titles and certain formats Of the titles is like much more Complicated than I think we're aware of like For example Diana had to give Up her royal highness but she could still Go by princess of Wales right I Understand they can go by all these things let's say even even if she could though if she like what if she's like not into them i just don't understand why she would that's, well that's I, my honestly, question like it might have to do with the fact that she's public she i don't know what publisher she's using she might be using a canadian publisher and they're technically part of the commonwealth like i think that there are other reasons but i'm saying you can use a stage name for whatever you do she it's just says by meg <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know but i think that when it comes to titles there are usually like some weird parameters like i feel like i always am finding out like some random rule that like i didn't know before when it comes to these questions our review of the bet children's book the bench coming soon <laughs> it's called the bench yeah. it's called the bench yes. i heard she was sitting on a bench which is really funny it's just called for the bench. us let us know what you guys think. Do you agree? Disagree? Email us podcast at betches.com and obviously submit your questions there. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come 
apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching. And it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. All right, today our producers told us we're doing something a little different with our game. Apparently, it's going to be the most contentious game of the season, though, is what um, I was... Dana says. Yes, Dana says. So once again, (laughs) here's our producer, Dana, to lead us in today's game. Hey. (laughs) Hey. Hey. What's up? Okay. So yes, we have a different style game today never before seen on the Apaches podcast it's a little trivia but in the style of multiple choice to make it easier you know for you to gather answers your thoughts so it's not so open-ended and I decided to make it about something that I think you all know very well we've talked about it before it is succession trivia yes (laughs) okay the fact that it's multiple choice like I feel like that'll make it easier that's the point the point who's competitive now <laughs> no i do it's not competitive. i just feel like i just feel like it's like a little it'll be a little harder if it's open-ended well everyone who uh, is listening obviously can play along maybe it'll be it'll be more challenging for them maybe or you or vice versa but we've got 12 multiple choice questions did you start watching it dana no not yet so okay spoilers ahead spoilers ahead <laughs> if you haven't seen it and 
whoever answers the most questions correctly will be the winner. I'll keep track as we go along. And in the event that there's a tie, we do have a tiebreaker, which that one you'll have to come up with the answer by yourself. So ah, okay. we'll, and we, we can give it at the end anyway, if you're curious as to what it was, but that'll be a tiebreaker. Otherwise, 12 questions. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so number one, which member of the cast is famous for never watching their own work, including movies? Is it A, Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall? B, Alan Ruck, who plays Connor? C, Brian Cox, who plays Logan? Or D, Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv? So is it Jeremy Strong, Alan Ruck, Brian Cox, or Sarah Snook? This is, they're like known for that? Yeah, they're known for not watching anything that they've been a part of. Okay. B, um, I forgot his name already, but <laughs> that Alan one is the one. Yes. <laughs> okay, Aileen, what's your answer? Um, I forgot all of them. First was Jeremy Strong, Alan Ruck, Sarah Snook was three, or no, Brian Cox, Four. Sarah Snook. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's Jeremy Strong. Okay, and Sammy? I think it's Brian Cox, although I feel like Sarah Snook is down to earth. I follow her on Instagram, and she seems like someone who would not watch her shit, but I'm going to say Brian <laughs> Cox. Okay, the correct answer, it goes to Sammy. Brian Cox has appeared in movies like Braveheart, but he admitted that he doesn't like to watch himself on screen. You know, I should... We should have guessed that. I feel like he's the most famous of them. So, like, based on how the question was worded... Like, I've yeah. never heard of whatever plays Kendall Jeremy until Strong this show. Jeremy Strong having a thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like it's not like, he hasn't been enough stuff to be like, oh, you don't watch anything, aka the one right. thing that I've seen. He was the in one. the big short. <laughs> the one movie I've been in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on to number two. The Roy family isn't based on any one family, but creator Jesse Armstrong has admitted that they are inspired by a number of famous families. Which of these four families is not one of the ones he cited as an inspiration? So which of these four is not? Is it A, the Murdochs, B, the Vanderbilts, C, the Redstones, or D, the Hursts? I'll give you okay. a second to think, and then we can start with Sammy on this next one when you're ready. Okay. I think it's B, the Vanderbilts. Okay. Who who, who are the Redstones? <laughs> I've never heard of them either. I, I, I won't be giving any clues. You just have to answer oh. based off the information you've been given. <laughs> um, I'm then going to just go with C. Okay. I'm going to go with, with, with the Vanderbilts also. Okay, the correct answer is B, the Vanderbilt. So that goes Damn it. Sammy and Jordana. Can nice. somebody tell me what the Redstones do? I don't know, but it's Sumner Redstone, and I just feel like he. I've heard evil things about him. So I went with the ones I thought were the least I just feel evil. Like Vanderbilts are not like in media. Yeah, that's why I picked so them also. I was kind of like, it doesn't make it. I don't know, it made less sense. Yeah, they weren't. Oh, yeah. They were not oh. part of the inspiration. The original play was solely about the Murdoch family. Yeah, but it I knew was that. reworked to include elements of Hearst Publishing and the Redstones with their Paramount Parks and Viacom fortune. Got it. So that makes a lot of sense. That's Redstones. Now we've got it. We've got a game going. We got a, a couple people on the board. Um, still time to make a comeback if needed. Literally, I like being as like snark towards like 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 little digs in <laughs> yeah. competitive nature. I know. <laughs> 
Question three. Which actor was originally asked to come in to read for a different role? Is it A, Alan Ruck, B, Nicholas Braun, C, Matthew McFadden, or D, Kieran Culkin? So who was asked to read for a role that they didn't actually end up playing? Matthew McFadden is, is um, what's his name? Tom Wamsgam. Tom Wamsgam. Mm-hmm. Aileen, you could start us off on this one. I think I'm going to go Nicholas Braun. Okay. Jordana? I'm going to go with Alan Rock again. Okay. <laughs> Doubling down. <laughs> Who was the last one? Kieran Culkin? Yes. I think it was him. D. Okay. Correct answer. Sammy is, is rough. <sighs> flying away with this game is wow. D. Oh, shit. <laughs> I suck at trivia. I'm very good at multiple choice games, honestly. Are you just That's, guessing, though? No. I just feel like with multiple choice, like there, it's very different than open-ended because like the answer like is the what... I can't explain it, but multiple choice is just so much easier. Spoken from someone who did very well on the SATs. I was just going to say that. You must have killed the SATs. Um, I did okay. She's like, I did. What role did he he originally try out for? He originally was sent the script for Greg, but he found he resonated more with with the cynical and pompous Roman. So. Okay. Can't imagine him as Greg. Interesting. He didn't get it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Number point. Question four. Showrunner Jesse Armstrong is now known for his writing on Succession. But before that, he co-created a cult comedy hit in the UK. Which of these shows did he create? Is it A, Peep Show, B, The It Crowd, C, The Inbetweeners, or D, Catastrophe? I've never heard of any of them me neither you don't actually have to have watched the show to know any no. of these questions no. <laughs> yeah i know this, no. is, this is this is not really a uh, show trivia <laughs> um i'm not going first this time yeah we're back to jordana going first what was c in betweeners <laughs> yes in betweeners okay sammy i'm going with the it crowd yeah me too <sighs> okay Big goose egg for this one. The correct answer was A, Peep Show. Um, mm, Armstrong's Peep would. Show, it ran for nine seasons. Maybe we should oh, we should all check it out. I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten every question wrong. Peep Show, let's look it up. Yeah, it's a cult favorite, apparently. And each shot is from the point of view of one of the characters. And the sense of humor is present in many of the scenes in succession. If you watch the after show on HBO, which I do, you might have... <laughs> they don't really talk about they talk about the story yeah but they also like sometimes delve into other stuff all right just yeah we're on we're on question five executive producer frank rich is no stranger to hbo he also executive produced what other popular hbo series frank rich. is it a v b girls c the newsroom or d the leftovers sammy you can go first Okay, I think it is Veep. Okay, Aileen? He um, totally did the newsroom. I should have said the newsroom. Room. Okay, Jordana? I should have said that. I Sorry, whatever. I was debating whatever. between Veep and the newsroom. I mean, technically, the the odds are on Sammy, just given before, but I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the newsroom also. I kind of want to change my answer. It's too late. 
You should have went with Sammy. Oh, should have went with Sammy. It was B. Yeah, it's B. Oh, <laughs> good I didn't change my answer. Oh my god, I think it's I'm B. a, I'm a, I'm a jinx or I feel something. Like Elaine, I mean, I feel like Sammy's just googling these. I'm not. My hands are right here. <laughs> Her hands are up by the mic. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna let's um rapid fire these next few. Great. Number great. six. Where is the headquarters of Waystar? Ooh, Waystar Royco located. Sorry if I butchered that. In real no, life, you got it. In real life, yeah. Where is okay. it based in real life? A. Hearst Tower. B. The MetLife Building. C. One Bryant Park. Or D. One World Trade Center. And we'll start with Aileen. I don't know. MetLife. Okay, Jordana. I was gonna go with MetLife, but Aileen is always wrong. So I'm gonna go with <laughs> these right now. What was the first one? First tower. I'll go with that. Okay. And Sammy. I'm going to go with Hearst Tower also because there was that episode where if Kendall was trying to get there with all the traffic and I feel like that's a hard place to get to from Long Island with traffic. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> um, another goose egg. The correct answer is One World Trade Center. That was my wow. other fucking answer. What does goose egg Easy mean? to say, Sammy. Zilch. Nothing. Zero oh, points God. all Zero. around. Okay. Okay. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah. Better luck. Next question, which is, it's clear from his hybrid accent that the Roy patriarch Brian Cox hails from Scotland, but what other actor from the Roy family actually hails from Australia? Is it A. Sarah Snook who plays Shiv, Nicholas Braun who plays Greg, Matthew McFadden who plays Tom, or Jeremy Strong who plays Kendall? So who's actually from Australia? Who's first? You can go first. Who's from Australia? Yes. Sarah Snook. Okay. Sammy. Sarah Snook. Yeah, I, I agree. Three winners. Aileen is on <laughs> the board, everyone. We are killing it. I knew that, though. But I was this so one, mad. I, this I wanted I to laugh Tom is because British, I, knew. I think, yeah. right? Tom is British. Kendall and is American. So is Nicholas. So, process of elimination. Follow Sarah Snook on Instagram, like I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Like, I was you, her you, for yeah, Halloween. Was her. Do you hear her speak yeah. though? Like, how yeah, did you she'll know talk she... to the camera, and she like oh. she's actually very interesting. She's very um like she's... she doesn't post that much. I know, but when she posts, it's always very like um independent, independent, like indie. Like on the Enneagram, she'd be a four. I feel. Like. Okay. Anyway, I was her for Halloween, and I suck at this game. Did you do an accent? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, you're on the board now. That's all that matters. Thank the you. next question. Which actor was voted most like his character by his fellow cast members? Is it Alan Ruck, who plays Connor? Matthew McFadden, who plays Tom? Nicholas Braun, who plays Greg? Or Brian Cox, who plays Logan? So who's most like their character? Sammy, you can go first. I think mm -hmm. it has to be Nicholas Braun. I mean, I why did I... Oh, Why did I say I, that? I, I also agree with Nicholas Braun. That's okay. like the least offensive one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And he is that way yeah. on his Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Another another sweep. You all got this one as well. It is Nicholas Braun and Brian Cox has been quoted saying that he's the most indistinguishable from his character. <laughs> so great. That just means that he's not a good actor. <laughs> he's acting yeah. as himself. He's just being himself, a well but on camera. Part. <laughs> Okay, next question. We've only got two more left, and then 
we won't need the tiebreaker, but we can we can cover it anyway. We can just do it for anyway. fun. If I get the next two right and Sammy gets them wrong, we might. You, you might. How Let's do you see. remember the score? Yeah, is that the score? I've gotten written down. We have Sammy has six. You have three, and Aileen has two. Oh, so I can't oh. win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this isn't golf, unfortunately. So lowest score doesn't win. Okay, but, I can't win. Okay. So she's we'll like, anyway. I'm quitting. Next question: Which famous political family served as the inspiration for the season one finale plotline involving Kendall Roy? Is it the Bushes, the Kennedys? The Roosevelts or the Clans? We can start with Aileen. Fuck. It's not fair. To start with you. <laughs> you make Sammy go, go first. No, I'll I'll go go and I knew. I didn't know you knew them. <laughs> we, eye to eye. Like we, we speak with our eyes, Dana. Um, I'm looking at my sheet. Communicate with just one look. Um, <laughs> Roosevelt's. <laughs> Ken- uh, Kennedy's. Kennedy's. My answer. Kennedy's. Okay. Jordana. I'm going to go with the Bushes. Okay. And Sammy. The Kennedy's. It is the Kennedy's. Yeah. So- Chappaquiddick. <laughs> yeah. Chappaquiddick. Um, the fatal car accident that involved Ted Kennedy was inspiration for Kendall's plotline. Mm. So. Aileen and I Jordana. Like, now I felt like George tied. Bush was was kind of like a Kendall esque character. He was, but there was actually a car accident in the Kennedy family that got like covered up. Oh. There's a whole movie about it. Oh, mm. that plot line. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? Think? Aileen's like, I thought it was the marriage. The I thought it was the. I thought it was the the hostile takeover. Oh my gosh. What would that have to do with the Roosevelt's? <laughs> hey, none. I was just, I, that one I was wrong about. It was like a panic <laughs> guess, the Roosevelt's. It, yeah. I was, <laughs> no, I was like, not right, not right. Okay. okay. Last question. Our right? last question, yes. Who played an American for the first time in succession? Is it A, Matthew McFadden, who plays Tom, B, Brian Cox, who plays Logan, or C, Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv. So who Sorry, was can a, you repeat? Yeah, who played an American, like, role for the first time in Succession? Like, this was their first time playing an American. Okay. Is it Matthew McFadden, Brian Cox, or Sarah Snook? We'll start with Jordana. Who, who's Matthew McFadden? Tom Wong's Games. Tom. Okay. <laughs> Sammy? I think it's Sarah Snook, because she's youngest. Okay. And Aileen? I think it's Tom. The correct answer is Tom. Tom McFadden. Oh. He's yes. If you don't know, we talked about this last week. I think he's, he's Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. Wait, but the, isn't he other stuff too? Not but really. He doesn't play Americans <laughs> in anything okay, else fine. he's been in. Fine. On principle, um, <laughs> he's a British actor. <laughs> yeah. For obviously, we don't. Well, maybe not so obviously, but we don't need the tiebreaker. But we'll we'll go over it just for fun. Alan Ruck plays the eldest son of Logan Roy. What yes. is the age difference of them in real life? So the real life age difference between Alan Ruck and Brian Cox, who plays his dad. Is this like we have to just, just guess whoever's closest? Yeah. Okay. Eight years. 15 years. 15 years. I'm I'm going 16 years. Okay. Sammy got it. The correct answer is 10 years apart. Jordani, you were just 
just a, a hair too many. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I lost. <laughs> you and Jordana were tied. You both had four. Sammy oh, had nice seven. Well. So Sammy wow. is our reigning champion for succession trivia. Maybe, again, some other time we can try this with a different show. Maybe someone else will will come in hot we'll for the win. Um, but congratulations to Sammy. You get the We Here For, we here for You award <laughs> oh, as the winner of the succession. I would love game. like a trophy that says that. <laughs> Please, Dana. No, because we are literally <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> I can't wait to bring all of this new knowledge absolutely nowhere else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we have a Betches trivia, it might come up. Doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> Unlikely. Maybe I'll throw it in there because I know you know the answers. Like, okay. Throw you a Thank you. Thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> probably, I'll probably forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. That was fun. Thanks, Dana, for leading us through that succession game. Yes, thank you, Dana. And that is it for our episode of At Betches. We will circle back next week. <laughs> In the meantime, please rate, review, and subscribe to the At Betches podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow us. My Instagram is at Sammy. Follow me at Jordana Abraham. And follow me at Aileen. And of course, follow at Betches on Instagram. You should all be following at Betches by now anyway, though. Send your advice emails to podcast at Betches.com. And until next time, this has been the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Dana Samuel. Editing by Sean Kilby and Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.